Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. And we are on countdown for Saturday night's huge night, the first of three big Group 1 race nights coming through at the creek. This Saturday night, the feature is The Rising Sun. Very shortly, we'll speak with Belinda McCarthy, the leading trainer. Uh, David Brick from Racing Queensland will join us. And Gavin Crone is going to join us as well this morning because he's got a trotter lining up in that Group 1 feature, the Darrell Alexander Championship Final. And there's a good story around it as well. So that's all coming up. We've got plenty of news. And for those wondering, Better Eclipse was able to win his trial yesterday at Albion Park. He looked pretty sharp as well. Downing his stable mate, Triple Eight. And uh, Teddy Disco is in there as well. 54-6 was the time. Greg Sugars had the drive on Better Eclipse. Matt Craven drove Triple Eight. They finished off in 28-5, 27-3. He did it very comfortably. So he is certainly on track for Saturday night's feature. As far as the Emma Stewart runners are concerned, they're due to fly out tomorrow night from Melbourne. All things uh, considered, hopefully that flight gets off the ground and uh, they arrive safely here early hours Friday morning. And Jack Kelligan will take the drive on Beyond Delight in that Group 1 feature. Belinda McCarthy is joining us first up this morning and she's online now. It was a huge night for Cobbity Equine last Saturday night. Belinda, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, and I want to start by asking, how are you guys going down there? Because you're in Sydney at the moment, uh, that extreme weather event taking place, flooding, evacuations. How are you holding up there? Oh, it's been a, a long weekend, um, but, you know, we've got fantastic staff and um, a lot of people have called and messaged and, um, and helped out. But um, we're all well and the horses are safe. We've got um, a bit of damage to our tracks, but... Luckily, we've still got um, treadmills and walking machines and the swim, so everything's, um, the water's subsided now, but um, there's a bit of a, a clean-up process to go through again. Okay, so fairly scary then by the sound of it. The water's obviously gone a fair way through the property. Yeah, it has. Um, it, it came up near the barn this time, so it was higher than last time. Um, however, it didn't. We we're very fortunate that it didn't come into the barn, so there's a lot of people out there that have lost a lot more than us, so we're pretty thankful. Did you have to move any horses? Yeah, we did. We, we got in early and started doing it Friday because the predictions weren't very good. So um, we moved everything to higher ground and um, probably lucky that we've got a big team in Queensland. So, um, you know, I probably had 20 less horses um, on the property. Okay. Were you surprised that Menangle actually raced yesterday, given the volume of water that's in and around that area? Oh, 100%. I was uh, speaking to David Watson over the weekend and, and Monday and checking in because um, if Menangle obviously goes under before we do, so um, I was making sure that it didn't rise again because um, if it did, it would have come up here. So um, I was really surprised, but they were just lucky that it didn't damage um, or get too close to the, the main track. But it's been a bit of a funny flood. As I said, our, our damage was worse and it was a lot higher um, here, but it didn't seem to do um, as much damage at Menangle. But Hawkesbury and um, the River Riverina area, they've, they've been a lot worse than uh, like us as well. Mm, no doubt about it. Scary stuff. Uh, Saturday night, huge night for Cobbity Equine. Not only your stable, but for the, the stud business as well. Let's talk about Spirit of St Louis first. He's two for two this campaign here in Queensland. He was able to take out the Lucky Creed first up. And then at the mile on Saturday night, he was able to win the Wandai's mate. He's now considered to be the number one open class horse 
in Australia following the retirement of your other champ in King of Swing. You must be thrilled with the way he's returned. Oh, he's a lovely little horse. Um, he's a bit of a stable um, favourite. Even the girls um, love him, but, you know, he's done a fantastic job and he, he just seems to, um, you know, keep getting him better and better each run. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind 12 months for Spirit of St Louis because he basically started off uh, with the campaign up here last Winter Carnival and uh, he was competing in the Rising Sun this time last year. But just in the last six months in particular, it's really snowballed and, you know, he, he has established himself as the number one pacer in the country. Yeah, we had it first start for us in June 2021. So you think um, 12 months has gone and what he's achieved. And as I said, you know, once since he's been up ro uh, racing the Open Company, he's just, um, you know, really thrived on it. And um, yeah, he's, you know, hopefully he'll he'll go well again this week. He's got the good draw, and um, we're really happy with him. Okay, so he's got this Saturday night. Then he's obviously got the following week the Sunshine Sprint, the Blacks are fake. So prepared to go the four weeks in a row. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and then he'll have a little freshen up and get ready for the Vic Cup and the Inner Dominion. All right, excellent. Uh, just on the, on the stud business last Saturday night, the Group 2 feature was the Queensland Sun, cashed up one. He's a son of four, reason. And lo, lo and behold, you come out and win the Group 3 feature, the Wayne Wilson Memorial Pale Face Adios Classic with Hold On To Your Bling, who's a son of Bling and On. And as we know, he's going to be standing here in Queensland this coming season. That's a huge result. Oh, it's been a massive couple of weeks. Um, you know, same with the Redcliffe Healing Sale the week before. We all our stallions got the first four. So, um, and you know, the hold on to your, bring, your bling was pretty unlucky not to um, to win that one as well. So, no, they they've definitely been um, flying the flag for for us here at Cobbity Equine. The, the bling it on and for a reason progeny, and they just keep getting winners week in week out. So we're we're really proud, and um, yeah, it's just working perfect. Um, we wanted to bring bling last year, and it didn't happen. But this year is definitely going up and um, he's looking to being strong and we're just really excited to get involved in the Q-Bread scheme. Well, we spoke over a month ago now when you announced that Bling It On would be standing in Queensland this coming season. The results have been there. Uh, have you been inundated with uh, requests and information about Bling It On? Oh, definitely. Um, as I said, you know, there's a lot of breeders out there that are, that are trying to cash in on the Q-Bread scheme because it's amazing the bonuses that they're offering and you know, it's it's good for horses and, and mares in other states, particularly New South Wales. Um, you know, where a lot of trainers go back and forward, and you know they're now eligible for the the two bonus schemes. So, and in New South Wales, with the um, added incentives of breeding and the the, the cashback value of um, twenty two hundred and fifty dollars, it you know it makes it really um, worthwhile. And of course, he's colonial bred, so um, you know it's 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 just been fantastic um, response to to have him up there. And as I said to you last time, we're hoping that you know if we have a good year, it'll be um, an expansion card for us to to put more stallions. In Queensland. Excellent. Well, you don't rest on your laurels because now the other reason I wanted to talk to you this morning, I want you to expand on this. The Cobbity Equine Farm Classic, a two-year-old race series. This was announced late last week. And for those that don't know, I want you to inform them what this is all about. This is a big announcement. So we tried to do it last year. It was, um, we had the concept and um, we spoke with, um, obviously, Menangle and Harness Racing New South Wales and just with COVID and a few things going on, we said, look, we'll, we'll keep it for this year and um, we've been able to get it off the ground. So the whole idea is that, um, you know, we want to give back to people that are supporting us and our stallions. So um, the race will be, won't be until 2026. So when our progeny from this year um, will be two-year-olds, 
um, and we'll be holding the race in September at Menangle. And it's anyone that is that goes to our pacing stallions will be eligible. So if you breed your mare in any state in Australia and or New Zealand, um, your foal uh, will be eligible to go in $100,000 colts and geldings and $100,000 fillies um, final with heats to be held at Menangle. Okay, so those stallions include Bling It On, uh, Captain Midnight, For A Reason, Huntsville, Jillaby Kung Fu, King of Swing and McWicket. That's an awesome yeah. lineup. Yeah, it certainly is. So, um, no, we're, we're really excited and um, we got we served over 600 mares last year and we're you know, predicted to do it again this year. So, um, you know, it just, it's just giving back to the breeders and, and a bit of a saying thank you and, you know, that's another, um, you know, $100,000 race that they'll be eligible for. Okay, so just repeating, it is $100,000 for the Colts and Geldings final, $100,000 for the Phillies. So they're, they're separate finals. So that's all mares served by your stallions for this coming breeding season, 2022-23. And as you said, those finals will be run in 2026. Yes, and they'll have heats at Menangle, um, which, you know, the, the prize money is uh, really well there on a Tuesday now, above 9000 So, you know, in, by that time too, um, as Mr Watson said, they could be even racing for more on a Tuesday. So the whole series, you know, could be worth 240000 So we're, we're really excited for it. Yeah, that's excellent news. And I know it's July. There's still a little bit of time before the breeding season starts. But uh, are you starting to get some good response, in particular with King of Swing as well, being a first season site? Oh, definitely. King of Swings um, book's almost full. Um, Huntsville, uh, we've had um, over 200 inquiries on him. So, um, And all of our other boys have been really popular as well. So um, everyone seems to be booking in a lot earlier this year. And, um, you know, it, it feels like last season hasn't really ended and this season's already starting. But we're really excited for it. And we're, we're sending our seamen to New Zealand chilled for the first time this year as well. Uh, so that'll, um, you know, with that expansion and um, Queensland expansion, it's um, it's yet yeah, it's an exciting year. Okay, now one final one, and I don't want to put you on the spot. Speaking of expansion, am I right? Am I getting the right sort of mail that there could be trotting stallions joining your roster? There may be. There may be. Chris, you might have heard that mail um, is correct. So uh, we're hoping to make some um, announcements in the next few days and um, we, we might be adding another stallion to um, to Queensland as well. Okay. Okay. It just keeps evolving, this operation. <laughs> it does. It does. No, we're, we're really excited and, um, um, you know, I think a lot of breeders are... Um, have been positive mind frames and there's a lot going on in the industry which is really good yeah absolutely when do you get up for the carnival um i was going to come this week but um maybe next week now so we'll, we've got a few things to to um, get fixed and get back up and going here so hopefully we'll be up next week all right excellent look forward to seeing you really appreciate the time some big announcements there and continued success throughout the tab constellations thank you very very much thanks chris there's Belinda McCarthy joining us, so talking all things Cobbety Equine. So the Cobbety Equine Farm Classic, uh, scheduled for 2026. All you've got to do is have your mare served by one of those pacing stallions this coming breeding season, and you'll be in the mix to compete in those big finals. But uh, interesting news there that the trotters could be joining their big stallion roster, and we might have a trotting stallion standing here in Queensland under the Cobbety Equine Farm banner. The next guest that is about to join us is the man behind the Tab Constellations. This is his brainchild and his big race takes place this Saturday night. We're talking about the general manager for Harness Racing for Racing Queensland, David Brick, and he's online now. David, good morning. G'day, Chris. Good to have a chat. 
Interesting news. The, uh, the Cobbity Equine uh, brand expanding with trotters and looking at standing one up here in the, uh, in the future. Yeah, they've, uh, they've indicated that to us as well as, as obviously their, their other intentions up here, which, which is great. So it's great to see some interest in, in the breeding ranks up here. We've obviously invested in, in the Qbred brand and um, we're keen for uh, breeding, obviously Australia-wide, but particularly here in Queensland to continue to grow. And uh, so it's good to see them heading up this way. I think last year they had a bit of a false start with COVID got in the way, but yeah, it'd be great to see them. Certainly, as you said, bling it on's on his way and as hopefully yeah, there might be some further announcements on that front as well from a trotting point of view. All right, well, we'll keep the ear to the ground there. Let's talk about Saturday night, the first of three big nights because we've got Group 1 action and the feature this Saturday night is the Aqua Construction's Rising Sun. The barrier draw was conducted on Monday night. First and foremost, are you happy with the way this field has come together this year for 2022? Yeah, look, there's always horses you'd, you'd love to see in there, but that's uh, the, the way of the world and um, with horses and, and the like. But uh, look, I think it's a really good addition again, um, builds on last year. And, um, you know, it's great to have the, the element of the three-year-olds and the mare in the race because I think that creates the, the real intrigue. Um, and I think by and large, um, you know, it's a formula that sets it up for uh, a really good betting uh, betting race because you get four lines coming from, from different ways. So... And also horses coming from different states. So obviously punters that will have their views, which is good. Um, and hopefully that helps to the uh, to the wagering on the night and the interest in the race. Yeah, well, it's going to be a real East Coast battle here because those Eastern states are strongly represented. Five from Victoria, three New South Wales, and four from Queensland, five if you include the emergency. So it's a really strong field. Just looking back at last year, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But that field last year was absolutely sensational. When you look at the depth of what, you know, took part of that race last year, I think this race, you know, in time to come, people will say this is a really strong race. Ten of the 13 horses starting on Saturday night or that are listed to start, they're already Group 1 winners. Yeah. No, that's right. Absolutely. And I, so I think we're, you know, we're, it's fantastic that uh, people are identifying this race, uh, trainers known as, as a... As a bit of a uh, feature, not just in Queensland, but, but Australia-wide. And so hopefully each year that uh, it's targeted um, as part of horses' programs. As said, we know things can happen from time to time. So if you get uh, if you get all of them here, that's great. But we understand that from time to time you're not. But look, the feel that we've got here, it's great to have some Queensland representation in, in the race. And was certainly one of the, the elements of feedback we received from participants last year. So as you said, really strong Queensland uh, contingent alongside those uh, those from interstate. How pleased are you with that? The the fact that we've got such strong Queensland representation this year, uh, uh, comparing it to last year, we're probably a little light on, but uh, it looks like the locals have really stepped it up, and they're targeting this race just like the interstaters. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we understand there's some angst around participants they, um, when they see the prize money on offer, and potentially some of that may exit the state if forces win, but. I guess from our point of view, what we want to see is a, a Queensland industry that continues to go from strength to strength. And um, I guess if, if we uh, can step up to the mark and, and deliver some good quality horse product here in Queensland, we think that helps year round. So uh, it's great to see that, you know, and um, we, we look forward to that improving in the future. We've got the twist of the three-year-olds being involved in this race. Two three-year-olds get invited uh, so far. It happened last year with uh, Krug and cashed up. This year, it's rip and leap to fame. Will it be the year of the three-year-old, David? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Chris. I'm really keen. I know some people think, oh, well, it's a hundred thousand dollar bonus on the table, and uh, that goes out the door. But look, you know, we put it on the table there for them to race for, and if they can win it, good luck to them. So, um, look, you know, they're both well credentialed three year olds. Um, Rip obviously had a, a few issues last start at Redcliffe, but um, you know, Porch from the, the camp, he's uh, bright and ready to go, and we've seen seen him with his one trial in Queensland at Albion Park. It was very impressive. So. Oh, look, because there's certainly the quality. Um, you know, we understand that those four-year-olds, they're a little bit more seasoned. And, and you know, you've got one in there that's uh, ran third in the Miracle Mile. So it's going to be no easy feat, but they've got the draw. And, uh, look, as I said, hopefully they're in the finish because we certainly think that uh, that element um, adds to the intrigue and the discussion around the race. So um, if it's not this year, I hope in the not-too-distant future that that bonus does go off because we'd love to see a three-year-old winner so, uh, yeah, soon, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it'll just add to the race, no doubt about it. How how many sleepless nights are you having just with the fact that the favourite, or the two favourites in, in Ladies in Red Beyond the Light, the two stable mates from Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, are yet to arrive here? They're scheduled to fly out, what, late Thursday night, early hours Friday morning. Uh, is it, you know, is it nervous times for you or are you just playing a Joe Cool and you're confident that they will touch down in Brisbane? Yeah, look, we've had a, a chat with uh, um, the carrier and, uh, and obviously with with Emma and the owners and that. So, look, I guess from that point of view, we've um, you know we've certainly done as much as we can to try and make sure that uh, the plane arrives. You know, they indicated look last week was a bit of a hiccup. They had a number of uh, flights throughout the thoroughbred carnival here where the horses arrived um, as per schedule. So, look, um, from that point of view. Uh, we'll um, we'll wait and see. Obviously, we want the horses here. So, look, you know, there's a little bit of nervousness around that. But, um, look, hopefully they arrive safe and well because they'll add a significant intrigue to the race, particularly ladies in red being being the favourites. So, yeah, anyway, as I said, let's uh, let's see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, we're we're confident um, the reports are that um, providing uh, nothing untoward happens that uh, they'll be here. Well, the Rising Sun is race eight at eight fifty one, and just in closing, when talking about the Rising Sun this morning, Channel Seven are on board. Yeah, absolutely, a really uh, important addition and, and important part of our broadcast uh, agreement we reached with Sky a couple of years ago was that we did have the right to be able to place uh, our feature or our hallmark events on on uh, free to wear and get some other coverage outside of the, the traditional uh, lens of Sky. So it's really, uh, really important to be able to do that, and great that we've been able to achieve that. It's really important to note that it is will be uh, won't be just the one race that's been covered. It's the it's the entire night of, of racing, and and it's also you know really important that we've got a, a really good crew uh, crew of talent there. So obviously yourself will be involved, Chris. Um, so you've got Ryan Field and Brittany Graham and Greg O'Connor's going to be over here from New Zealand as well. So but we think it uh, with our coverage has been really good the last couple of years. Um, PSP have been a really good partner of ours um, and we're really excited about being able to deliver that to a, to a broader uh, group of people and, and hopefully people somewhat outside the harness racing sphere. Just the other thing on broadcasting that we will also be doing on Saturday night with Sky Racing Active is we'll actually have two feeds on live feeds on through the, the active channel and one will be dedicated to just the drone coverage during the live race. So if anyone wants to sit there and watch the, the drone coverage uh, live uh, for the entire race, well, that'll also be provided as well as a separate uh, stream to uh, to what the standard coverage is as well. So, a few different broadcast elements being added to Saturday night, which uh, we'll, we'll look to continue to evolve over time. 
It's very popular, the drone coverage. It's just a completely different sort of view. And uh, people are sort of, you know, they're just mesmerised by it in many ways. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's the, the beauty. I mean, we see in other sports such as Formula One where you can go and pick your own pick your own view. So I think in future there's some capacity there for racing and harness racing in particular because of the way it can be broadcast to potentially do that and open up and customise it to how the viewer wants to watch it. So this is something we're trialling in conjunction with Sky and we think, you know, given they've got the function, the functionality to do it by Sky Racing Active where we can still offer the, the standard coverage to perhaps you rusted on. Uh, viewers, but you know we can provide something different as well. So let's see how it goes. Inter- we're interested in the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this Sunday, another part of the carnival for this year, the Tab Constellations for 2022, is a big day scheduled for Marburg, and that's going to take place this Sunday. Those fields will be released later today, but uh, this is a, a really good opportunity. Yes, it was one of the recommendations that came out of our review of the carnival last year that we're really keen to get Marburg involved and, and do it in a bit of a Queensland uh, way to provide some additional opportunities for some Queensland trained horses. So that's uh, sort of the the way we took the, the race meeting and planned it. So, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. It should be a really good day out. We know the club's really progressive in terms of getting people on course um, and they've got some activity, a number of activities planned along that front. Uh, and RQ's also partnering with them with some NAIDOC week celebrations out there as well, which we've also done at uh, Bundaberg this week at the Greyhounds and we'll also be at Toowoomba on Saturday night uh, as a mark of respect to uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, really excited. You know, there's over 160 noms for this meeting, so I'm glad that the industry's really supported it and looking forward to some keen and uh, keenly contested racing out at, the, out at Marburg, as it always is. Yeah, am I right in saying the Honourable Racing Minister Grace Grace will be attending? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's accepted, so she'll be she'll be out there as well. Um, so she's really looking forward to her day out. I know she mentioned when she was at Redcliffe recently, she was in, uh, looking forward to heading out to Marburg for for the race meeting. So it'd be good to see her trackside, and um, yeah, she'll be able to witness a bit of country harness racing, which you know we uh, we don't probably have as uh, a lot of here. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it'd be be a really good day. All right. Just in closing, uh, Redcliffe have had their carnival. Were you happy with those two big nights, the Friday night and then the big uh, Group 1 Cup night with the two-year-old feature? Were you happy and satisfied with the way those uh, nights went? Yeah, they came together really well. There was, you know, I think, you know, strong interest in those. There was a couple of elements that I think we'll certainly look to, to review. Um, you know, some of the races were a little bit thin, so we'll have a look at the, the program around that. We've maybe made a, a few changes uh, to that program, which um, might, might not have worked as we thought they would, so we'll live and learn from that. We'll obviously have a look at the, the Redcliffe Cup itself from a stand-start perspective and, and have a chat around um, how we could potentially do that better with industry. I'm certainly keen for that continue as a, as a stand-start, but uh, you know, we, we obviously want those races to be run, and um, ideally without controversy, so um, and efficiently. So that those type of elements we'll certainly review, but I think all in all, yeah, absolutely, it was a really good carnival there. The club's doing a, a really good job. Um, and, uh, and you know, I think the fields were, were really strong and, and uh, stood up, um, particularly given the, the uh, injections that were put, particularly into the for cup race. So, no, I think there's certainly some, some room for improvement there, but, but, but pleased with how that came together. Excellent. You've got one more job before the weekend. Well, 
I hope it's the last drop of rain I've seen. I bet you that's what you're asking me about. Oh, that's where I was going. You've just got to clear the skies now. Let's just have fine skies on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. No, look, uh, we've we've had our fair share of rain, and shout out to those people in New South Wales because they've uh, they've had their fair share uh, in the past week as well. So, but um, look, as I said, probably in the lap of the gods, the weather forecast looks good at this stage, and if that's the case, you know, it'd be fast and fair racing, and uh, hopefully a lot of people trackside as well. You're going to organise most things. This is a, a simple task for you. Just clear those <laughs> yeah. skies. So, I will I'll see you best. on Saturday night. No worries. Thanks for your help. Cheers, Chris. There's David Brick, the Racing Queensland uh, Harness Racing General Manager, joining us this morning talking all things Tab Constellations. And uh, we've got the big night coming through on Saturday night. And Marburg on Sunday, those fields will be out later today. And that is going to be a, a very good day. I want to chat about the Darrell Alexander Championship final for the Trotters. The big Group 1 feature taking place. It's race 4 of 10 on Saturday night at Albion Park. It's always a great race. And this year will be no exception. It's a very strong field. We've seen the heats over the past two weeks. And... There's a very intriguing runner, I feel, in this race. He's currently at $26 with Tab, but he's building nicely. And the Crone family have got a great hand with Trotters. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Gavin and Kay Crone, along with their children, Matt and uh, Sammy, they're uh, heavily invested in the harness racing industry. And they're going to be there in force on Saturday night with their Group 1 runner in Indefensible. And Gavin joins us now. Gav, good morning. How are you, Chris? Really well. Are you looking forward to Saturday night? Yeah, yes, I was pretty excited after he went so well on um, last Saturday night to get a Group 1 and to win a carnival. Uh, to have a runner in a Group 1 to win a carnival, I think it's sensational. Absolutely, and he's been good. Uh, the first night, he finished sixth behind Doff Your Cap. Sectionally, he was really good, although he just put in a couple of rough ones, but last Saturday night, he, he savaged the line. Yeah, he's got a really good turn of foot, um, and he's strong with it. Like, he's not a bad pony. Um, I just don't know whether he likes being up the fence too much there on Saturday night. And he was really accelerating to the line and he just put in a bit of a wrong one. But hopefully that'll, that he went well Saturday night, so hopefully he can do it again. OK, he's got barrier eight. So he's actually going to stand on the outside of the front row. Are you happy with that? Well, you're never happy when you draw outside the front. But um, I think we've just got to get him away safely and see what happens and... Hopefully there's a few mistakes there by others and not ourselves and capitalise on that, you know. OK. If there's a chink in the arm or is it the distance, are you confident that he can run out a strong 2,600 metres? Yes, yes. I, I think the journey suits him better, I think, than the 21. Um, although he has he has gone 55 at Menangle following speed himself, you know, for a mile. So he's pretty versatile. Um I wouldn't say he's the quickest trotter I've ever had, but he can certainly peel off some nice sections and strength is, is one of his fortes, I think. Okay. Is he a special horse around the stables, this guy? Given that you trained him when he won that two-year-old Springboard Series final, he's now a five-year-old. He ran fourth in the three-year-old final. Here he is as a five-year-old. He's contesting a group one feature on Saturday night during the Tab Constellations. Is he a special horse because you've had him, you know, in and around the stables for a long period of time? Yeah, Chris, um, when my brother Daryl mentioned that he had a two-year-old down there and we got him up here and he's a little unique little horse, you know, he's got very funny characteristics and um, we've really enjoyed having him and I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to turn him around and leaving him up here for to race out the rest of his career, which I think I think it's really good because he's probably not quite up to the real good ones in, in Melbourne, you know. 
Yeah, fair enough. The other thing, too, that makes him special is his mum, Mental Power. She actually competed, and I went back through the, the history books, 2009, she ran fifth in the Daryl Alexander Memorial Final. That was when it was staged back at the Gold Coast, and here she is with her own yeah. runner, indefensible, lining up on Saturday night. Oh, she's been a sensation. Uh, pacing bread, old school, uh, colonial pacing bread. Um, had a little issue with the hocks and got operated on as, when she was pacer, come back and wouldn't pace and then just trotted and away she went from there. And now she's producing winners, you know, as a trotter. So it's, it's an unbelievable story when you get right into it. So who, who's better? Is it indefensible or was mum a really good trotter and just a little bit sharper? Um, it's hard to say. I, I think the best ones, we've still got him at home out of the mare. Uh, in defensive guy. Um, but, yeah, Metal Power, I think she was really good. She won at Mooney Valley. This way she had to win a Metro, but I think it's, it's coming, no dramas. Um, she was probably a bit more dour, I think, than speed. Okay. So he hasn't won his Metro or a Metro race, yet he's got earnings just shy of 100000 Yeah, no, he still he still hasn't won a Metro race yet, this horse, and he's done a super job. Ricky done a super job with him at the Nangle last year. Um, and, and, you know... He, not winning a Metro, winning that sort of money, it's sensational. Yeah, too right, too right. All the family going to be trackside on Saturday night? I'm pretty sure they will be, mate. It's it's not every week racing a Group 1 final. So, um, yeah, I think they'll be all there with bells on. Where does he stack up? Because as I said, you've had a lot of trotters over a long period of time, and a lot of good ones as well. Where do you think this guy is going to fit in? Um, I think he's right up there with some of the best I've had. I mean, different eras, of course, over the years. Um, yeah, I just see he, he's a nice little horse, and 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 you know he stacks up with the Sonata assets that won a DJA and and them sort of horses. And I think he's probably better than likes the forgotten hero, which is saying a big thing because um, he was a really good horse. So I, yeah, I think he's up there with in the top four or five I've had. That's for sure. All right, is forgotten hero number one? Ability-wise, no. <laughs> that's, that's that's a funny thing. Ability-wise, we had a little man called Cool Fury. She she went to America. She was probably ability-wise, and I'd next say forgotten heroes. Okay, okay. Well, as I said, you've had a lot of good trotters over a long period of time, and here's hoping there's another big Group One victory coming on Saturday night. Overall, the stable is absolutely flying. Uh, everyone, it's a hands-on operation uh, for the Crone family, but uh, the results have been super. Shuby is absolutely flying. Chase and Dream, she's been she's been a revelation in many ways, and there's been a number of other performers this year alone that have really chipped in. Yeah, it's not from the lack of hard work, as everybody knows that's in the industry. They all know you've got to work hard, and you only get out of them what you put into them. Um, and you know we've got the whole family at home doing it now, and we've tried to be successful as a family doing it. And I think we're achieving that at the moment. Um, got a little. Probably a couple too many, but you know, as you go, you get you seem to get more horses, and you get a few horses offered to you, and you take them and try to turn them around. And we're doing okay, resurrecting horses that have no form, which is okay. And we don't do anything real special; we just treat them like a horse, really. Mm. Are you having fun though? At times, not in this weather. We're not, Chris. No. Um, but, <laughs> uh, when you've got to cart 20 horses away to work I mean, the brain, it's not fun But, you know, you get through the chore every day And it's just, um, some days it's a chore But the rest of it's okay You know, we are enjoying it, yes 
Okay. You're also a farrier, good farrier as well, uh, just on indefensible. And with a trotter, do you have to do anything special with him? No, he's pretty basic. Um, he's pretty basic, mate. We don't do anything real special with him, just wears a set of steels and he sort of doesn't trot for good in aluminiums. We just put a steels on him and he's happy to do that. And um, he just sort of pokes along and does his own thing. You know, he's really good. Okay, okay. You've got a number of runners across the weekend, but just tonight, race seven, number nine, Furiosa. Uh, can she shape up here? Um, she's getting better and better. Um, hasn't learned how to race properly yet. I think if she gets a nice run into it, I think she'll go very close tonight. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on her. Race seven, number nine, Furiosa, but we're going to be cheering on Saturday night of Indefensible. If he looms like he did last Saturday night, I think there'll be a big roar at Albion Park. Oh yeah, I'll be. I've, I've actually got to work as far as course that night, so I'll be in the Ute going around screaming, I suppose, I'd imagine. But yeah, there'll be. A, <laughs> my brother's actually coming up this week to, to watch him go around Saturday night, so that's a good thing. So the whole family will be there. Excellent, excellent. Really appreciate the time this morning, Gavin. Uh, we'll see your tracks on on Saturday night. Best of luck. Thanks very much, Chris.